outrage me first, Inspector Joe, was that he knew more than any innocent person should have known. I suspected Irene the moment I heard the fireman's testimony. You have the unimportant fact. I suspected, I suspected Elaine the, the postman after he testified. I suspected. 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 I Now, suspicion. Somewhere in the drama about to be presented is a seemingly unimportant fact, a hidden clue that first casts suspicion on the ultimate culprit. Listen regularly to this thrilling series, test your powers of observation and deduction, and find the hidden clue. It may be a single line, a sound, perhaps a complete scene. All names and characters depicted in this story are fictitious. Any resemblance to persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. In the story we presented last time, The Passing of Red McCaw, do you remember these facts? It was Ed Welch who carried word to Corporal Mason of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police of Red McCaw's murder. And to use Ed Welch's words, it happened... Eleven o'clock, according to Red's watch. But when Corporal Mason examined Red McCaw's watch... This was his watch, huh? Yeah. Say, the first bullet must have hit it. Obviously. It stopped at 11.45. It stopped at 11.45, ladies and gentlemen, was the hidden clue. Ed Welch stated that Red McCaw had been shot and killed at 11 o'clock, but the watch showed 11.45. And when a bullet hits a watch, the watch does not continue for three quarters of an hour. Now we present Ransom. Shortly after 10 o'clock on the night of May 10th, when Mrs. Charles Edwards, wife of a wealthy manufacturer in a large city on the West Coast, enters the room of her two-year-old son. Quiet, Charles. Turn on the side light, dear. You must be... Charles! Charles! My baby! He's gone, Charles! He's gone! Hello. Lieutenant Mason speaking. What's that? Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, I see. Have you touched anything, Mr. Edwards? No, no. Don't even go in the room. I'll arrange to have every incoming phone call traced. Yes, we'll leave at once. You'd better call the doctor for your wife. We'll be there. That's everything that I know, Lieutenant. The bed was empty. Junior was gone. I see. Now, Mr. Edwards, I want you to be absolutely frank with me. Yes, sir. Have you any idea who might have kidnapped your son? No, sir, I haven't. Have you had any business difficulties? Well, yes, but I doubt if they would have stooped to... Just what was the trouble, Mr. Edwards? Protective racket, I suppose you'd call it, Lieutenant. Mm -hmm. Last week, a couple of men talked to me about a special insurance and the payoff on one of my plans. I see. When I said I wasn't interested, they threatened to make things tough for me. Their names? John Jones and Sam Smith. One was quite bald and rather tall. 
The other, a much shorter man, had flaming red hair. I see. But it isn't likely they'd turn to kidnapping in order to force me. You never tell what criminals will do, Mr. Edwards. Now, before we question the servants, I'm going to tell you just what we'll do. When the kidnappers contact you, follow their instructions to the letter. Cooperate with the newspapers, and they'll probably be our biggest help. Play ball with them, and they'll play ball with us. Good afternoon, Evening Journal. Mabel, this is Jim Croft. Give me the chief. Yes, sir. Yeah? What do you want? Hello, big shot. This is Jim. Say, has How'd a... How'd you make out? I didn't. Huh? Listen, the five men in town I figured might be in the no art. I've checked on all of them, and they've had nothing to do with young Edwards. It's either an out-of-town mob, or there's a different angle on it. You've got to find out which, Jim. Uh, sure. Say, has a go-between been named yet? Not that I know of. Edwards got a phone call a couple of hours ago saying one would be appointed before 6 p.m., he asked us to keep it quiet. Okay. Now, if you want to reach me within the next half hour, call the North Sea Cafe. The one guy I figure might know something is Baldy Jones. And if he's cutting on the reward, maybe he'll talk. See you later. <laughs> Hello, Jim. How's tricks? Hi, Baldy. Long time no see. Grab a chair. You're working on this snatch case, huh? That's right. You're wasting your time with me, pal. I don't know nothing. There's a reward offered Get for... this straight. If I knowed who'd done it, I'd tip off the law, see? But I ain't heard a word about it, and neither has any of the boys in town. Okay, Baldy. The guys I work with don't have nothing to do with snatchers. It ain't in our line. Sure. Say, have you seen any strangers around? I hear there's a couple of guys in from the east trying to peddle protective insurance. Yeah? Yeah. And they're going to leave pretty quick or walk into a pile of trouble. I don't like competition. Yeah, where do they hang out? Over at the New Moon. You know the joint on 4th Street. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Uh, say, who's that guy? Huh? At the corner table there. He's taking off his hat. You know him? No, I've never seen him in here before. Me neither. But he looks familiar. Yeah, he does. Say, where are you going? So long, Baldy. I'll see you later. Have you got a match, mister? Oh, uh, uh, hello. Uh, insurance is a good investment, isn't it? Yeah. I, I honestly believe that insurance is... Who are you? Keep your shirt on, brother. Oh, then, uh, then you are... Well, I, I'm sorry. I, I made a frightful mistake. You're Conrad Bliss, aren't you? Yes, but how Have did you been it... appointed go-between by the kidnappers? Well, yes, but I... How did it happen? Oh, don't worry about me. I, I'm a reporter, and we're playing ball with the Edwards. Well? I... I can't say anything. How about seeing you later on, when everything's set? Very well, I'll, I'll do that. If you'll promise not to print anything until Junior's returned. Okay, that's a deal. My car's parked at the end of the alley. It's a white roadster. I'll wait for you. Is everything okay, Mr. Bliss? Yes, yes, I, I think so. But you almost spoiled. Well, get in the car and tell me about it. Well, there really isn't anything to tell. This morning I received a note telling me to be at the North Sea Cafe from half past two until... Well, until I was spoken to. Yes? Well, a few moments after you left, a rather tall man came in and walked right over to my table. He he asked for a match. And I answered that insurance is a good investment. Mm -hmm. And he told me that 
The baby was quite well and would be returned as soon as the ransom was paid. How much? $50,000. Will you describe the man you spoke to? Well, I I don't believe it's wise. Uh, when's the ransom to be paid? Oh, please, I, I'd rather not say anything. Would you mind driving me to the bank now? Okay. If you'll tell me your name and which paper you're with, I'll give you the story as soon as possible. But I must insist that nothing be printed until after the baby is returned. Hello, Claire? Yes? What's up, Jimmy? Plenty, but I can't talk now. Listen, I'm phoning from Boswell's restaurant on 8th Street. I want you to pick me up in 15 minutes. Okay. I'll meet you at the service entrance on Madison Street. Put Tubby Wells on the phone now. I have a hunch we'll scoop the town on this story, but it's going to take cooperation. Gee, when you put it together that way, Jimmy, it does look like he's the kidnapper. Right. Well, we'll stop here and wait a couple of minutes. You see, we've got to get him with the goods or he'll squirm out of it. Yeah. Right now, there's not a shred of proof against him. It's just suspicion. And if we follow Conrad Bliss... Sure. Now, maybe we shouldn't try it, Claire, but I think it's the right hunch to follow. And if Tubby Wells does his part... Oh, don't worry. He will. If he doesn't, I'll ring it. Say, that was Bliss who just stopped up ahead. Uh-oh. Gosh, I'd give my eye teeth to know where he's going. Mr. Edwards is giving him a package. A ransom money. Hey, Jim, you better phone the police and tell them that we're Nothing out. doing. They'll tell us to beat it. If you want to pull out, Claire... No, no, I'm sticking, Jim. Good. Now, as soon as... Uh-oh. There's no time for that. Bliss is leaving. We'll give him a block, head start, and then follow. Just keep your fingers crossed that this hunch is right. How much further do you think he'll go, Jim? Your guess is as good as mine. We're ten miles from the city. Probably the baby's being kept in a summer cabin around here. Yeah, there's no telling. We'll just have to trail along and find out. But it's a cinch you won't go much farther. It's turning off the highway now. Yeah, and there's not a car within a mile of us. I think we'd better switch off our lights and take a chance. Now, have you got a gun? Didn't you bring one? No, I thought that you... It's too late now. Hey, listen, but we... Listen, as soon as we find where the baby's being held, you go to the nearest phone and call the state police. Well, but maybe you'll need me. Now, I... forget me. Call the police. Say... There's Bliss's car in front of the second house. Oh. No, don't stop now. Drive up the road away and let me out. Right. I'll stay outside until the police come. But for the love of Mike, tell him to hurry for once. Now, slow down. I'll get out of here. Okay, jump. Right. And make it snappy, Claire. So long. Yes, yes, I, I met the kidnappers, Croft, and gave them the money. Yes. Well, they, they left just a few seconds ago. Well, the baby is drugged, but they say he'll wake up and... Drop that phone, Bliss. Uh, uh, Jim Corp, I'll... I'll... Oh, you paid the ransom money, huh? What's this package? Drop your hand. Yeah. Oh, I'll... Hello. 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 Hello, Bliss. Say, what's going on? Hey, hello, Tubby. This isn't Bliss, it's Jim. Huh? Well, what's the fuss about, Jim? Hey, thanks for doubling for me on the phone, Tubby. Okay, okay, but what's the story? The chief's getting crazier than usual. It's a swell story, Tubby, and worked just the way I figured. The kidnapper of Charles Edwards, Jr. is Conrad Bliss, the so-called go-between. Give me a rewrite and make it fast. Two hours later, when a special edition containing Conrad Bliss's confession was rolling off the press, Jim Croft outlined the case to Claire Mason and other members of the city room. 
Well, Bliss was out for money just as any criminal. And to divert any possible suspicion, he created the tall, bald-headed man and the other one. At first, I believed him. And suspected Baldy Jones, huh? Well, what made you change your mind, Jim? Well, Claire, there was something he did that simply didn't click. It was... Ladies and gentlemen, did you discover the hidden clue that caused Jim Croft to suspect that Conrad Bliss was the kidnapper? Write into this station and tell us the hidden clue you found. And to check your powers of observation and deduction, listen for the correct hidden clue in this story the next time we present... Suspicion! Suspicion! 